Hello, and welcome to the Teaching in the City podcast series from the Center for Teaching Excellence and Innovation, also called City, at Rush University. Teaching in the City features conversations with faculty and staff on topics related to teaching and learning at one of the nation's leading academic medical centers. My name is Dr. Angela Solik, and I'm the director of City. It has been my own personal mission to help faculty become better educators, and leading City helps me on that mission. Welcome everyone to this episode of Teaching in the City. I'm Angela Solik, the Director of City, here today to introduce everyone to our newest staff member, instructional designer, Dr. Emily Rush. Emily, we are so excited to have you as part of our team. Today, we are going to hear a little bit about Emily and then find out her own advice about small and not so small efforts that faculty members can do in their Canvas courses to make an impact on student learning. So Emily, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and your previous experience? Sure. So like a number of instructional designers, my path to instructional design has been somewhat nonlinear. Before becoming an instructional designer, I earned a master's degree in art history and a doctoral degree in classics. After completing my PhD, I taught classics for several years at the college level. And although I very much enjoyed working in a university setting, I realized that my passion was for teaching more so than research. And with that realization in mind, I transitioned to the field of instructional design and have since worked at various institutions, including Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and the University of Pennsylvania before coming to Rush University. Awesome, I'm so excited about that. It's great that you have some medical background too. I think that's going to really help. So the first question today is, what is one easy thing, or maybe a couple of easy things, that instructional designers can help faculty do that doesn't take a lot of time, but makes a big impact for students? Um, Yeah, so a few things come to mind. One thing is that if you're using Canvas, your instructional designer can help you to manage the tabs that appear in the course navigation menu, uh, which is the list of course links such as home, assignments, and announcements. Basically, all those things that you see in blue and the second column from the left when you're in a Canvas course site. The problem is that there are many uh, options in that menu that students won't likely use in your class. So hiding unnecessary tabs makes it easier for students to find the information that they need. And it also allows you to restrict student access to items you don't want them to see. Um, So you or an instructional designer can hide the tabs that are not being used by making an adjustment within the settings tab. Uh, A second option is that uh, as an instructor or you can call on your instructional designer to help you make your modules shorter by combining content wherever possible into a single page so that your modules themselves aren't quite so um, lengthy for students. And I guess one last tip is um, to edit your course site and your modules throughout the semester. So as you're going through the course, you might try moving the modules that you have completed to the bottom of your page and reordering current modules to the top of the page so that students encounter the modules that they need to work on first. That's really, really great advice. So since Emily is newer to Rush 
and may not have seen all of the templates yet that we have worked on before Emily came to Rush. As instructors, it's really a good idea to use the templates because the templates actually have those items, menu items hidden already. If you do not use a template that we, the instructional designers in city have created for faculty, then you will have a whole lot of things on that navigational menu that the students should not have available to them because it just increases the amount of clicking that they have to do. And uh, our menu is now green. Actually, it's it might be kind of a greenish, bluish, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, that's funny, Emily, I'm not really sure exactly what color it is, because it was a really, really deep green, and, and it may have like changed to like a greenish blue. Uh, I can't remember now, but with the colors, but if you if you're not working with an instructional designer, you may not be using a template and then uh, you you won't have those things automatically hidden for you. All right, jumping to the next uh, or actually the last question. What is something else that instructional designers can help faculty do or that faculty can do themselves that might take a little bit more time, but also makes a big impact for students? Uh, well, here I have a couple of suggestions in order to think about how faculty might promote a sense of community and support student success. Uh, so my first suggestion is to create an introduction video to welcome your students to your course. Um, creating a and sharing a, a course welcome video can be a great way to create social presence within your class. And it also allows the instructor to start building a rapport with students. And I would say that regardless of the modality of the course, so whether it's online or face-to-face, -face, a welcome video allows students to get to know the instructor prior to class. And at least for the time being, for an in-person in class, it might be a rare opportunity for your students to see you without a mask. Um, likewise, for online or asynchronous courses, welcome videos provide a good opportunity to increase student-instructor interaction. Uh, I would also add that recordings can be a chance for faculty to introduce students to their expertise and passion for their subject areas while also allowing them to show students who they are as individuals. Um, it might seem that a recording might not make a big impact in a course, but in fact, it can go a long way to help establish a relationship with your learners and enhance students' levels of motivation and engagement. And this works even, I think it's an even more um, powerful intervention if you give the students a place like a discussion forum or um, a tech tool like Padlet to respond with their own introduction. So those are just a couple of reasons why faculty might want to create a welcome recording, but I'd like to also say a little bit about what faculty might like to include in their recording if they chose to do it. And of course, the content will vary from instructor to instructor, but some things that instructors might want to keep in mind as guidelines for welcome videos are, um, first of all, to be brief and to be engaging. So welcome videos don't need to be lengthy. You might aim to for about three to five minutes for your recording. Um, secondly, you want to let your personality come through and try to speak as naturally as possible, which is sometimes hard when you're doing a recording. 
Um, it might be a good idea to prepare an outline of what you want to say in advance just to keep yourself on track and within a desired time frame. Um, thirdly, you might wish to explain the subject matter and why it interests you, and also tell your students a little bit about your professional ex experience. Um, but lastly, mostly, most importantly, you want to make sure to welcome your students to your course and let them know that you look forward to interacting with them throughout the class. And um, once faculty have decided on the content of their welcome videos, instructional designers can offer guidance about platforms and tools for recording the message. And they can offer assistance as well in adding it to a course site. So that's one suggestion. Um, one other suggestion that I just wanted to add um, is another method for increasing su student success by adding a section to the course introduction or welcome module about how to be successful in your course. And um, although Writing guidelines might be fairly standard throughout a university. It might be less clear to a student what success looks like in your particular course. So with that in mind, I'd suggest that faculty might wish to consider offering tips for students about how to succeed in their course by including guidance on topics like reading the syllabus and course documents carefully, suggestions for time commitment and time management, or guidelines for communication and collaboration. Um, in addition to providing their own tips, faculty might also consider sharing student feedback from previous semesters or even including a letter from a previous student. And then in order to kind of keep this engagement and promotion of student success going, Faculty might also try implementing a suggestion from a 2018 Educause article called Using a Course Startup Message to Improve Student Outcomes. And just one of the highlights of the article that I thought was really effective is that in the conclusion, the author suggests that after providing students with tips for class success, that faculty create a discussion forum, read, with questions such as, what tip most surprised you? Or how will you apply that tip in this course in order to encourage students to reflect upon the advice and make a plan to act on it? And I think this type of discussion forum could really help encourage students in terms of relationship building in the class, but also thinking about semester goals. I think that these are phenomenal ideas. Emily. And in terms of if you're a listener and you're a listener at Rush, uh, we have Panopto available to help you uh, record those videos. We also have Canvas Studio as a tool. And if you are on campus, if you're an on-campus faculty member in the city suite in Armour Academic Center 919, 919, we have the recording booth and you can come there and have an almost soundproof. <laughs> We're gonna put that uh, asterisk there, almost soundproof uh, booth where you can make a recording uh, and get help from an instructional designer if you want. So that's where we can uh, help you out. So thank you, Emily, for your advice today for faculty who work at Rush and maybe even faculty who don't work at Rush. We appreciate your time and welcome you to the Rush community. Thank you so much.
Thank you for joining us for Teaching in the City. This podcast is produced by the Center for Teaching Excellence and Innovation at Rush University. To learn more about City and to find additional resources and events on teaching and learning at Rush, search for CTEI Rush in your web browser or find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Thank you.